This is The Storyteller with another hot topic. More or less, a question. Take every thought captive. God is love. I can do all things through Christ. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay, here's the question. Do we really believe these words? Because we have to do more than sprinkle the word of God on ourselves. We have to saturate ourselves with the word of God even more every second of every day. And when we don't, it's felt to our very core. I am going to take a chance and say we, and hope that I am not the only one, even if anyone can relate to just one or two of these fears that have halted me all of my life. And I know for a fact that I am not alone. One of the enemy's most popular weapons that he uses against us is fear. Worry, anxiety, fear can overwhelm us with a thick shadow of darkness controlling our every move and decision. So much crazy going on around us today. Is it really crazy? We've labeled it as crazy. Wars, conflict, persecution, violence, crime, natural disasters, terrorism, economic uncertainty, unemployment, divisions, disease, death, fear of acceptance, fear of rejection, fear of getting hurt again. Fear of truly being part of anything, truly being loved or even wanted. We fear for our children's future. We fear for our families. We fear for our financial future. We fear for our safety. The list goes on. Long list. There actually is a lot we can potentially worry about. Some don't care or even care to consider it all. Yet, reality tells us that so much of what we spend our time worrying about never even happens or come to pass. Or, it's never even true. Living under the weight of the what-ifs, the here-tos, and the hearsays, and the whys or why-nots is a hard place to dwell. I've struggled with fear and worry for years. We all have. I was taught if they don't like you, leave them alone. Walk away. Stay away. And if anyone touches you to hurt, you defend yourself. To the point and direct. I was taught to be quiet and deadly. That's how I was raised. Don't go to it. Let it come to you. Keep your guard up. Friendship doesn't exist. Keep your enemies close that you may determine their next move. Believe half of what you hear and none of what you see. And always allow yourself an escape. On guard all my life. And I know I'm not the only one. We are on guard. No trust in nobody. Many of us, our parents messed us up with the things that they taught us and are teaching us to this day. 2022. 62 years old for me, having to learn something that I've never learned and never knew existed is being instilled in me right now, 2022, through God himself. The very one that I was led to believe only cared about the righteous, whoever they are. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one this very day. But through time, I began to find that the things that once would have sent me down an anxious spiral no longer hold the same effect. Wisdom is a beautiful thing, especially when God reveals these things to you. I would say in everything that we pray for, pray for wisdom, pray for guidance, pray for understanding. But more than anything, pray for wisdom. It didn't happen quickly, but over days, months, years, I am learning even today. I had a hard time getting on this podcast today because the feelings of hurt just within the past week is still so prevalent. So much we have to lay down. So much so that it brings us to our knees, some to anger that, that shadows us like dark, missing clouds that spiral with such force that it brings us to our knees in tears. 
or to anger to such degrees that some want to hurt, kill, or even destroy. See, because hurting people hurt people. I learn, and I read this, to us all saying, the words of life of truth, soaking them in over and over, praying them out loud. These are the oracles of God. The Bible is the only book on the face of the planet that cannot breathe unless it's inside of us. Our basic instructions before leaving earth. Until they become so familiar, they replace the other things in our minds. They, what is they? The living word of God. So many are spiritually deprived, broken, spiritually immature, and we are forced in a battle, that battle against us. It's called spiritual warfare. And Satan knows. He knows how mature you are. He knows how much we know of the word. He knows how much we believe in whose we are and who God is. Satan knows our spiritual growth and the levels that we are at. They know the spiritual deficiency that many of us suffer from. Our weapons are not carnal. They're mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with spiritual wickedness. These wicked forces in high places comes down to belief. The bottom line is, do you believe what is written and left on record? Like in Ephesians 6 and 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. How plain can one be? This is a matter of, do you believe what is left on record? This piggly wiggly mentality of pulling certain scriptures out of the Bible that will please our lifestyles is not going to work. Do we not know by now that it's all or nothing with God? Because when it comes down to it, we want our all and everything from God. There's nothing magical about words and verses in the Bible. God's not a genie. The book of oracles is not some magic book that we get to put down and pick up at random. No, it's not magical. But there is a power through them because they're God's words. Change happens. Anxious thoughts begin to diminish. Worry let go of his constant grip. Though fear is sometimes still there, it's no longer welds and controls us, holding us back, paralyzing us with his grips. God's words are life. It's a living word. Words that are soothing to our soul and calming to our spirit giving power to our days. It's not always easy and it often comes down to a choice. I had before me today, 7-18-2022, life and death. I had to choose. The spirits that rest among those that we love or care about, we love them, but sometimes we don't like them. And some of the things, some of the hurts that come from those that we love is very unstable and dysfunctional and we're hurt to our very core. Do we look at the spirits upon them or do we look at them as being the spirits that are upon them because if we look at it any other way we will despise those that we love instead of recognizing that they are under some type of influence held captive and in bondage as we were at times and are at times our enemies are crafty and they are bullies Choosing not to allow fear and anxiety to control our life. Choosing to guard our heart. Choosing to focus our mind on what is true in the midst of uncertain times. We might still feel afraid, but we can believe that God is with us. We may not be in control, but we can trust the one who is. We may not know the future, 
but we can know the one who does know the future. That's Father God. We do not have to fear because it is written. We only need to apply the word. Help us, Father, to apply what you said when you left on record saying, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's Isaiah 41 and 10. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. That's Psalm 56 and 3. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. These are the nuggets that we are to pull out of our basic instructions before leaving earth and return the word to God. Father, you said, peace is what you leave me. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world does. That's what you said, Father. You said that I don't have to worry or be upset, that I don't have to be afraid. That's John 14 and 27. And this is going to be read exactly the way it is written. Peace is what I leave you. It is my peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. John 14, 27. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. That's our confession. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. That's 1 John 4 and 18. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. Psalm 94, 19. What are we speaking over ourselves? We don't have to wait for the church doors to open to get fed. All we have to do is pick up our basic instructions before leaving earth and start feeding. We don't have to wait for the pastor. We don't have to go to church and sign some scroll and shake some pastor's hand for the promises of God to be fulfilled in our lives. God's promises stand true. They are ours. They are our inheritance, and we do not have to go find some pastor or some man of God to tap into our inheritance. That's all I'm saying. But now, this is what the Lord says. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by my name. You are mine. That's Isaiah 43 and 1. An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Proverbs 12:25. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's Psalm 23 and 4. That's for all of the hurt that's going to come our way. There's not an if about hurt. There's not an if is going to happen because it's going to happen. But what we're speaking over ourselves, see, action, reaction, consequence. The consequence is speaking the word of God. The action is either negative or positive. The reaction is either negative or positive. The consequence is what we need to be more mindful of. Thus saith the Lord, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's, that's Joshua 1 and 9. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That's Matthew 6 and 34. So what do we have? What do we do? 
Humble yourselves then under the God's almighty hand. Humble yourselves then under God's mighty hand so that he will lift you up in his own time. Leave all your worries with him because he cares for you. That's First Peter 5, 6, and 7. I'm changing my confession. Tell everyone who is discouraged, be strong and don't be afraid. God is coming to your rescue. That's Isaiah 35 and 4. These are the promises of God. Do not worry about your life. What you will eat are about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow nor reap. They have no storehouse, no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them, and how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? That's Luke twelve twenty two through 26. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's Psalm 27 and 1, left on record for us. I cast all my cares on you, Lord, because you will sustain me. You will never let the righteous fall. That's Psalm 55 and 22, read like this. Cast your cares on the Lord and he he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Put your name, put yourself in these words, in these verses. Mark 6 and 50, immediately he spoke to them and said, take courage. This is Jesus. It is I. Don't be afraid. I pray we will take courage in Jesus' name. Be strong and courageous is throughout the entire Bible. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Thank you, Jesus. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Do not be afraid for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. That's Isaiah 41, 13 through 14. Our Redeemer, everyone. Glory to our living God that came after each one of us in the name of Jesus. How quickly do we lay down our word, our oracles, our basic instructions before leaving earth, our life's manual to not believe it and walk in doubt when things don't go our way, when someone we love dies, when we lose. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. That's Psalm 46 and 1. I pray we will remember this always in Jesus' name. The Lord is with us. We will not be afraid. What can man do to us? The Lord is with us. He is our helper. That's Psalm 118, 6 through 7, read just like this. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. This is a confession. Confession is a game changer, everyone. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. That's Proverbs 29 and 25. Now here, whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Safe from what? Safe from death? Safe from sickness? Safe from disease? Safe from hurt? Safe from lack? Safe from poverty? Safe from the things of this world? I would dare to venture that that means we are safe from the adversary of this world. Once we leave it, it's one thing to be tormented in it. It's another thing to be tormented after we leave it. Father, may we take our eyes off man to develop our own feelings against one another in Jesus' name. To love, walk in love and trust 
in you. Developing the Spirit of Christ, living and dwelling in us with abilities just as Christ have, had, and still have. To this very day, what did Jesus do during difficult times? Here's one. Oh, if we could only control our rebuker sensor. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? That's Mark 4, 39 through 40. Our attacks, our circumstances will make us afraid. Jesus got up and rebuked the wind after all the miracles that his disciples witnessed, after everything that they saw, after everything that they did themselves. What things do we need to speak to in our lives? A strong wind came and they were afraid. Mark 34 and 40, it reads just like that. He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. You see, he said, Jesus said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? I dreamed about a book that was constantly flipping its pages. I couldn't make out the words. It was flipping so fast and I was afraid because I thought I was missing father. As I tried to read the word, I became confused and sad because I just knew I would let God down from not being able to see the words. I cried in my sleep. My husband woke me up. When I woke, I could only remember seeing one word as I began to cry because of the dream. And God said, what is the word that you remember? And I said, call me. Father, that is all I can see. All remember, I said, as I cried in my prayer closet. That was the only word that I could see from the crazy flipping pages. The book was calming. Father said, this is what you must conquer and capture to embrace. I looked up the word. It means tranquil and quiet, soothed to stop from feeling upset, angry, or excited. Wow. I laughed because one is true and two Look at how God presented it to me. Glory to our Father for not leaving us to ourselves, our ways and our thoughts to be consumed by them. Psalm 34 and 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, who fear God, and he delivers them who God does. 1 Peter 3 and 14, but even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Whose threats? Circumstances, fear, emotions, all of the things that we combat on a day-to-day basis that inevitably keep our thoughts in a constant grip of anxieties. Psalm 34 and 4. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. He will visit you in a dream. That is another promise too. God visits those that he loves. He will reveal himself. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. Deuteronomy 3 and 22. Revelations 1 and 17. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Mark 5 and 36. Jesus told them, Don't be afraid. Just believe. So many times. Don't be afraid. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. Don't be afraid. Romans 8, 38 through 39, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, 
neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Zephaniah 3 and 17. The Lord your God is in your midst. A victorious warrior, he will exalt over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High rests in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plagues that destroy at midday. I say, are we dealing with COVID? A plague hits this earth every 100 years. The rest of that scripture is, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. Why does God do this? It's written right there. Because they love me. This is what God is saying. Let's finish the scripture. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I say it's a good thing to fall in love with the Lord. See, when he calls upon you, will you answer? Finishing the scripture. I will be with him in trouble. This is God saying that I will deliver him and honor him. That's Psalm 91. 1 through 16. We must change our confession if we expect God's deutimous power to rest upon us. Walking in unforgiveness, chaos, dread, fear, all of that that unforgiveness holds will place invisible chains around our necks. Changing our confession is the very foundation that we need to lay. Take every thought captive. God is love. I can do all things through Christ. The Lord is my shepherd. Do we really believe these words? This is The Storyteller with another hot topic. Subscribe to keep up to date.